1: One night in Edmonton, we were out on the town, and there was a guy by the name of Bane Nori. How about that? Bane says, I'd never tell you guys about the night I was out with the Rolling Stones. And I'm like, come on, what was Mick Jagger like? And he's like, well, no, no, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards weren't there. It was the rest of the band. And I hit the floor. You
2: weren't with the Rolling Stones then, Bane. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger are the Rolling Stones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, it is. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our two of your favorite daytime sports talk show. Now, four hours in daytime blocks here on Game Plus, noon to 2 Eastern and then 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. How about that? It's actually perfect. How about that? Uh, yeah, I'm in South Florida. Darren Moose DuPont is in Toronto and he joins us now wherever you're joining us from across the North America or around the world streaming. Thank you. And also we're on the radio in Atlanta. I had a feeling, uh, Darren, that people are really going to (laughs) want to delve into this Mike Babcock, Paul Bissonnette feud, which is what it's become. And we'll get to more of that in a moment. I just, I want to throw this in a comment from Ryan McCarthy, who is in the Albany area, quite a place, Albany. I feel like you and I got to get there at some point, Moose. Have you been, have you been to Albany, New York? No, I've been to Rochester. But I haven't been to Albany. Okay. Okay, well, Ryan McCarthy is in Albany, writes in. He says, I really enjoy these CFL Players Association interviews. Every player has been well-spoken and represents their teams excellently. I want to pass along that comment because not only thank you, Ryan, for saying that, but I also agree. Every week when we do these Players Association interviews on this show, presented by Sober Carpenter, I'm excited to find out who it'll be. They never ever disappoint, and it was Jonathan Moxie of the Calgary Stampedes today, last hour, and he's from West Palm Beach, Florida, which incidentally he's here now, like 21 to 23 miles away from me right now. That's kind of funny. And it was the brainchild of Kevin, the medium, our sales coordinator. He sold the sponsorship to Sober Carpenter. Everything works out great, and I love when things work out great. I'm just gonna say that. And on the Babs thing, and trust me, I'm not letting this Nathan Rourke football thing go away. It is the football time of year. But for those that don't know where we spent a lot of our time in hour one was Mike Babcock's been accused by Paul Bissonnette of the NHL on TNT and TNT and TNT and 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 spitting (laughs) chiclets of asking or making the Columbus players show him photos on from their phone something he was um, accused of doing in Toronto, which led to his demise there with the Maple Leafs. So Troy in Toronto writes in, huge Leafs fan. He says, Frankie Carrado, and for those that don't know, he's a former NHLer who's now on TSN as an analyst. Frankie Carrado did not give a glowing representation of Babs from his dealings with him as a player on TSN radio today. He was adamant that Babs cares only about himself, believes he's a narcissist. So... Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I'll just walk this back for everybody, what I said an hour ago. Babs is a friend of mine. There's no two ways about that. I don't know him well enough to say whether he's a narcissist or not. I have been in his home, but that wasn't enough time. My narcissist detector didn't go off in the time that I was there. But there's a lot of narcissists in sports. There's way more than you would even know just in the world. They say that Nick Saban is. He was accused of that by Jimbo Fisher, the coach of Texas A&M, just last year. Jimbo Fisher called him that, if you remember. Nick Saban. Do you think Nick cares? Do you think any Alabama fans? I I don't care. I'm a Crimson Tide fan. Do I care that Nick Saban might be a narcissist? I don't. Just win. You just lost last week. You better win this week. So that's my take on that right out of the gate. Do you have any more on it before we move on? Well,
2: yeah. um, For Frankie Corrado, it's unfortunate. I mean, he was on the wrong end of Babcock, right? I mean, um, wasn't he on, what do they call it, Clark? Babcock Island? Wasn't he there? I mean, I'm pretty sure Frankie Corrado was in the press box and just for whatever reason could never get on Babs' good side. Um, Good player, all the rest. It was Robidoux Island because Stefan Robidoux went through the same thing. You know, um, it's hard because when, you're on, when, when you don't get along with somebody or fit somebody's system, you're going to have negative things to say about that person, right? Especially you're in the National Hockey League, <clears throat> right? Commodore, Corrado, Johan Franzen blah, you know, the list goes on. And you've had a lot of success in other systems. When you go to a system and a coach and you don't fit it, you're not the person he wants, you're not the mold, you don't like that structure, you don't wanna play a certain way and it doesn't work out. That guy's a jerk, I don't wanna play for him. You know, It's not like it was over there where I was successful, this guy's a jerk, right? So there's that side of it too. So you gotta take everything with a grain of salt, not saying they're wrong and they shouldn't be validated for the way that they feel or the experiences they had, but you really, really, really need to just make sure you look at a 360 degree view of this angle, you know, analyze all sides. And again, we'll only know how this went down if you were in the room, because intention doesn't come across in words.
1: The, uh, the world needs more people like you, Darren, uh, as CEOs, because unfortunately, a lot of people just listen to the last thing they heard is how they form their opinion on somebody. Uh, for instance, you know, I want to say something else. Jonathan Moxie here uh, here in South Florida. One of the reasons I love it here so much is this is where all the ballers are. <laughs> like, there's millions of <laughs> yeah. players, but there's even, there's millions more ex-players and coaches. That's one thing. I was working out recently with a former NHLer who, this knocked the hell out of me, surprised the hell out of me. We were talking about Babcock. And because in the very short time, I should mention this too, licensed mental health recovery coach here, addiction recovery and mental health, interventionist and specialist, some may say, in grief, trauma, and stress management right here. So I listen to what people say. I pick up on people. So I'm not just a pretty face sitting here yapping up every day on the old yak box. So as I was listening to this guy, as he worked out and we were talking, he, I could tell he was a left-wing Democrat kind of guy, not normally my kind of guy, per se. I'm a right-wing Saskatchewan farm kid. That's not a shock to anybody. I don't hide it. So when the topic of Babcock came up, you know, he's been canceled or the left or that tried to cancel him, which is also fine. I didn't think Bab would ever come back. I mean, I, don't, I literally don't care. But the guy, we were talking about Babcock, and this guy said to me, former NHLer, he goes, did he say anything that wasn't true, Babs, about this player or that player? Did he say anything that wasn't true? It's what you're just saying, he was talking about other players that Babs had a problem or had a problem with Babs, but they were overweight in training camp, they were in the press box, not playing, and they came out and were mad at Babs. And what this guy said to me, former NHLer, I don't want to out him because it was a private conversation, but he just said, Babs didn't say anything that wasn't true. So, that's <laughs> and that hurts yeah. players' feelings. So, yeah, did you have something on that or no, it, moving
2: on? It, no, and, and that's why we have to look at both sides and understand what the intention is and, you know, really be able to see it from everybody's point of view. It doesn't discredit either side at the same time. And I think we're a long ways from this being over. You asked if he'd get through the season, if he'll get through the month. I mean, if <clears throat> if it's as bad as what ba- uh, Babs is, what Biz you know, is portraying it to be. And and that side and the Babcock haters, he might not make it through training camp. But if it's not that bad, he'll be coaching throughout the year. And we'll find out by, um, by the fact that he's on the bench or not on the bench. We'll find out how bad this was.
1: From what I know of what's going on in Columbus, John Davidson's calling the shots. End of story. I don't think Mike Babcock's going anywhere, but... You know, people have a lot of uh, strong thoughts on this. John Ohm, who's had a lot of great comments today. John Ohm says, I would go through a brick wall for Babcock. Biz, not a fat chance in hell. Uh, just hang on. And John had a comment here earlier. says, uh, when did a pro sports coach's job change to being a babysitter? Here is your baby bottle and your blanket. Give me a break. Grow up and put the big boy pants on, players. John, here's the problem. It doesn't matter when it happened. What matters is it happened. (laughs) We're here now. You know what I'm saying? So they do need to be be a babysitter. They do need to pat their butts. That's just the way that it is. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says being a narcissist is not the worst thing you can be. Lots of people nowadays are narcissists. Uh, Wayne, I would suggest that uh, you haven't had a lot of experience with them then. Maybe you should go Google... Um, signs you're dealing with a narcissist Because I've dealt with many I'm not one But I have And uh, every piece of advice you'll get Is if you are identifying somebody As a narcissist in your circle Run Run Like your hair's on fire Don't look back I'm not joking It's
2: not funny No, I know I know And I, and I, I laugh Because I'm thinking of You know, my response Is it Wayne um, I would say if that's the outlook of narcissists, not that bad, you're not dealing with enough of them. And for that, I would say go in the corner, yeah. on one knee, Tim Tebow style, and I would just say a short prayer that you don't have to deal with narcissists in your life. Yeah, you I obviously say.
1: haven't had a lot of dealings with them, Wayne, and for that you should be <laughs> grateful, thanking God that you haven't. And, and the last one on this, BW in Edmonton says, is Patrick Rowa a narcissist? Might be a good fit in Columbus. Number one, I'll say Roa is not a narcissist. From what I understand, I'm very good friends with his agent. I just talked to him the other day. Patrick Wa comes with his own set of issues, which, by the way, so do I. Just because I said I'm not a narcissist doesn't mean I don't have flaws, which I've bared for the world to see. But Columbus hasn't even taken to the ice yet, for the love of God. And they're already in a controversy with Babs. Can we just get to Christmas? Before we talk about who's going to coach Columbus next, that's all that I'll say on that. Now, I'm done. I got to look away for a moment because it is September. It's peak football time and it's 1 11 Eastern, I might add. How about that? And 11, right 11 Mountain, right on time.
2: Never late, as they say.
1: Hell yes. you no. Can't schedule feelings. To the football. Because there's so much here, though. I feel like we did them a disservice, football. haven't talked about it enough today. And I need to... Our poll question today is for Key Auto Group. We do it every Wednesday. What is Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League? So I just want to update the poll results. The last I saw, Edmonton Sask is now leading... It's brought to you by Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. I do want to say this as we do switch gears over to football. Serena and I are extremely excited, me probably more so than her, that right after this broadcast now, Moose, her and I are heading to a professional podcast studio in downtown Boca Raton, Florida, and taping our first Cats and Bolts podcast. It's all about Florida NHL hockey. split 50-50 right down the middle. The Lightning and the Panthers. We're taping our first one today, and everybody's excited in the hockey community down here. They're giving us gifts and so forth to put on our set. I can't wait. Now to football. The poll question yesterday was, who should the New York Jets sign to replace Aaron Rodgers? And I've purposely, I didn't even have the TV on this morning. I was dealing with stuff with a Jeep, which I said I would read those texts, but I'll get to that. Um, I didn't have it, and I don't, I'm, I'm over it. I don't need to hear everybody's opinion on Aaron Rodgers. You knew what the Jets were going to do. They were going to go with Zach Wilson. Like, I love that every Canadian football fan and Nathan Rourke fan w- thinks that he is the next coming of Joe Namath, and maybe he is, but they've already got a year invested in Zach Wilson as the number two overall draft pick. They obviously thought a lot of the kid at one point, He came in and rallied him to win the other night on Monday Night Football. Of course they were going to go with Zach Wilson, but Nathan Rourke won the poll. Everybody thought, out of all the options out there, Nathan Rourke is who the New York Jets should have signed. How do they believe this stuff? I even saw your boy Dunk run an article about it. He couldn't honestly believe (laughs) that the Jets would turn to Nathan Rourke, an NFL rookie, to save their season.
2: I am trying to find a comparison. You know I love analogies and, and comparing yes. this to and you're very good at. But
1: them. you're very good at them by the way. Right, thanks.
2: But it's like I don't know, giving the keys to the yacht to navigate out of the port to a freshly minted 16-year-old who just passed the online boaters license exam and has never driven the boat, you know? Because they don't I mean Nathan Rourke's played college football. He's excelled in the Canadian Football League Pro Bowl. He excelled in the the preseason. Let's not forget about that. But to to NFL GMs, he's done nothing. He's unknown. They don't know who he is and if he can handle this pressure. They would, like the list of Matt Ryan, Nick Foles, Cam Newton. They're talking about Taylor Heineke or Jacoby Brissett being trade targets. Tom Brady out of retirement. Um, they're even talking about Robert Griffin, III even talked about a GM talking to him in the off season and saying, you could probably still play and he could play. And he's good enough, but he'd be a distraction. Um, Philip Rivers, the list goes on. They're all ahead of Nathan work on the list of quarterbacks you'd like to have right now. We know Nathan, we'd love to see him have a shot. And I think we truly believe that if he had the shot, he could excel And heck, maybe he could win the Jets a Super Bowl. Like, that could happen. He was really good in the preseason with pros and all of the rest. But it's just not happening. It's not happening. They're not giving him a shot. Maybe he gets signed to be a third-string emergency quarterback in case if something happens. But there's so many things that would have to happen before he got a chance with the Jets. So many things.
1: It's not to say we wouldn't like to see it happen. It's not like we necessarily wouldn't think Kent, don't think that he couldn't do it. Maybe he could, but they weren't going to do it. It's what you're just saying. We'll be uh, back with more in a moment. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio Podcast and YouTube Live. The RP Show continues on a beautiful day here in South Florida. Darren Moose Dupont joins us from beautiful Tirana as well, where the Blue Jays need to win tonight. Um, By the way, hey, collectors, register for the premier sports card convention where collectors, enthusiasts, and sports lovers unite to celebrate the beauty and value of their treasured items. Taking place in Red Deer, Alberta, in the Parkland Pavilion, September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. Get your tickets and more information at Premier PremierSportsCardCon.ca. I love these events. I love these conventions. Which it always reminds me, Moose, my guy Chris Sanford from the Bronx, who so I had lunch with yesterday at PDQ Chicken. says, I got to take this football out of the box. I was thinking I need to go to a card convention or a, a memorabilia store, a collectible store, maybe buy a tea. Because where else would I really yeah. get a T? I I guess I could probably get one. I could probably get one from DeBuck over at Cardinal Gibbons High School. I could probably do that. I could probably steal one. He wouldn't even know. But my guy, Larry Mueller, said that he was going to build. So you Stampeders fans, you all, well, any CFL fan knows who Larry Mueller is. Son-in-law of Ron Lancaster, the little general, the greatest rough rider of them all. He said he was going to, you know those things they put bats in? Display bats? He was going to build them for footballs. Then, of course, typical Larry fashion. Never did. So I'm leaving this in the box for now because I think if I stand it upright, you wouldn't even be able to see the CFL logo, but I like the way Chris thinks. Yeah. Uh, 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 Hey, you and I got so much to get to. I just want to sprinkle in a couple comments from the viewers. Colin in Ottawa says, I'm sick of hearing who will quarterback my Jets now that Rodgers is done. Let us Jets fans mourn another lost season in peace, please. <laughs> uh, no. Ryan, where is it? E. What were you saying there? No, I mean you're one and zero. You're one and zero,
2: and outside of the quarterback, now you have a championship roster. Um,
1: don't give up on the season now. It's crazy. Um, oh boy, Colin in Ottawa says, you better have a plastic rat or two for your desk for the Bolts and Cats podcast. Oh boy, is Kenny Wazden watching in Saskatoon? The waz he gave me two plastic rats. Do you still have those in the sweatpants capital? Do you know That's what those plastic rats so are? So
2: smurfly. Oh yeah. Like Where are they? I, I think, well, what we need to do, and I, you know what? If you pay for it, I'll volunteer to drive, Okay. Or maybe Joe will pay, find a way to pay for it. But I'll take a U-Haul from Saskatchewan all the way down to Florida because that's what we need to get all the stuff down there. And that's where it needs to be. Okay, it needs to be down there with you. So uh, maybe one day we'll make that happen.
1: I had two plastic rats, uh, and they're, they're in the Queen City. So thanks for the reminder. we got to get them. Ryan in Toronto says, fantastic show today. I'm with you, Rod. If not now for Zach Wilson, when? It's his time. Well, the thing is, they tried him last year. And that's what made them go out and get Aaron Rodgers. Because yes. Zach, well, not only did it not work, did he not blame his teammates on offense? He did. He called them out, didn't he?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, he did. And here, like, you said, well, if you're moving on from him, why'd
2: you keep him around? Well, the plan changed in New York from him being the guy to saying, hey, he's got a lot of tools. He's a good quarterback. We're going to get him mentored by Aaron Rodgers for two to three seasons. Then he'll be ready. Well, oh It happened. <laughs> but look, Continue. Aaron Rodgers is gone. He's not playing anymore. The mentorship's not there. So now that plan of mentoring him and grooming him into the next guy changed. Now he's the starter again. I don't know if it's going to work out. I just don't think it will.
1: Well, again, we know what's going to happen. That's what they're going to try. They're going to try. And they're going to go to Dallas and lose this week. Which reminds me, let's just spend a minute on the CFL games because it is a show anchored out of Toronto television after all. And then we'll swing around to the National Football League because we are on the radio in Atlanta after all. That would be a great song, after all. Is there a song called after all? Probably. Because if there isn't, there should be. be. Well, there's a country song by Tim McGraw in Florida-Georgia line called May We All, but not after all. There should be. Um, hey. tomorrow we'll be playing Deal or No Deal in the Canadian Football League, by the way. Deal or No Deal tomorrow. I haven't even looked at the betting lines for these yet. How about that? But Toronto at Montreal, uh, the Argos, if they win, clinch first in the East. And apparently even if they lose and Hamilton loses, they'll clinch first in the East. I don't want to get into the permutations. It gives me a headache. But did you see the comment last hour from Kirk in Toronto, who's a great guy. He watches this show every day, but he's like, what are the Argos going to do if they win and clinch and they got six games to go? These are great problems to have. Stop worrying. Here's the same guy that last week said, what happens? We don't have a backup quarterback if Chad Kelly gets hurt. Dude, do you run around looking for things to worry about? I said it last hour. uh, Last week when he said it, you'll remember this. I said, worrying is like rocking in a rocking chair. Gives you something to do. Doesn't get you anywhere. Sit back and enjoy the ball. Some people just aren't happy unless they're worrying. It's a horrible way to live. I used to mm-hmm. be that way. Now, do you think Toronto goes into Montreal and wins? Forget about the point spreads and everything. We'll do that tomorrow. What do you expect out of that oh, yeah. game?
2: I do. I expect them to go into, into Montreal and win. Um, and then they're, they're playing to be one of the greatest Argo teams of all time, right? To set Argo records of wins and losses and the rest and go down and, and, and be sharp and try and, you know, get fans in the building. And, you know, there's a number of things you keep playing for. Um, what did Denzel Washington say? Perfection is what we're going for. Perfection, right? So they're trying to be perfect. They're trying to get better. These are football players. Um, There's a lot of things to play for. Stats, contracts, money. Like, there's a lot of ways to keep a team engaged. Just because you've clinched first place doesn't mean you pack up and go home. That's just not going to happen.
1: And, by the way, so what? If you put in the backups and they lose, I'm sure you'll get it together. Every other team wants to be in your position if you finish first with six games to go. Just so you know. It's not a problem, okay? You work your ass off to get there. So once you're there, enjoy the fact that you got there and then look forward again. Don't worry about it. If I've read that right, it just sounds like he's worrying about it. Um, And then Edmonton at Sask on Friday night, that football coach I talked to yesterday, Edmonton's dangerous. They are dangerous. They've won three of their last four. And this is the game of the week to me. Our poll question Is that for Key Auto Group? What's the game of the week in the Canadian Football League? And it is now leading Edmonton at Sask Friday night. Because if Sask wins, they've pretty much cemented a playoff spot. Then Edmonton would have to look at a a crossover berth to get into the playoffs. But should Edmonton win? Oh, boy. They could overtake Sask for third. They'd be in a better crossover spot. Uh, It's... A lot rides on that game Friday night. And Sass still playing with their third-string quarterback. Let's not forget. Let's not forget that. Um, it is what it yeah. is. They've beaten Edmonton twice, twice with Trevor Harris. He's not available anymore. So I would think there's a little anxiety in that rider locker room going into this Friday. What do you think?
2: Yeah, they've played really good at home. So there's that comfort level. I expect them to be yeah. feeling a little more confident because they're at home. I think that's important. But you have to be knocking in the knees a little bit because this is the team that you're, that's chasing you, you know? And so, you know, you talked about pressure on this show yesterday. And what does pressure mean? And I think it means a little something different to everybody. But in this situation... When you're expected to do something, and you're expected to win, you're expected to perform, and it's a fear of failure, you know, that's pressure, right? That fear of, oh, my God, if I don't do this, what's going to happen? And we kind of put that in our own heads a little bit as to the worst-case scenario. Well, if Saskatchewan doesn't beat Edmonton on Friday night, what is going to happen? They're going to catch us. We're going to lose. We're not going to make the playoffs. People are going to lose their jobs. Like, that's where their minds go. Yeah, So there absolutely is some pressure in Saskatchewan uh, ahead of this game on Friday
1: night. Really interesting that you say that. And that's why I honestly think Craig Dickinson is one of the greatest coaches in the Canadian Football League. I think he's trapped in a not very good situation there in Saskatchewan. I think he's doing a remarkable job winning games with a third-string quarterback. I love me some Craig Dickinson, but he's going to have to manage those expectations, as you've just pointed out. Um Light in the room, uh, whatever it takes to do that. Because one thing I've learned, I talked about this earlier, grief, trauma, stress management certification right here, mental health recovery advocate and professional coach. I very much equate it to what I do here. I was just talking to a guy the other day. He said, you having that camera on you every day in the spotlight and having all these people look at you is not that much different than a kicker lining up a 47-yard field goal to win a game or the goalie facing a penalty shot. It's really the same. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. That's why I'm good at it. Do you know what I mean? Um, because yeah. there's a lot of people that would think, oh my God, Rod, you and Darren go on national television every day. Aren't you worried? Aren't you worried about what you're going to talk about? Aren't you worried? No, I don't even think about it. And you know why? It's because it's what I do. So when I'm sitting there with these coach uh, players and some coaches that are having mental health issues, this is what you do. And if you don't think you can do it, we'll get somebody in here who can You should see their eyes when you say that to them. Huh? You don't think I can do it? Pisses them off. Right? I don't know how Craig Dickinson's going to manage his team and the expectations going into this game. But if anybody cares about this stuff, the mental health stuff, read the book Mind Gym by a guy by the name of uh, Gary Mack. He's the most famous sports psychologist that I've ever heard of and pretty renowned. And he's worked with every sport because it's all the same. It's all the same. That's what nobody understands. You don't need to be golf-specific to hockey, to football. It's all the same. And he goes, what's the difference between a four-foot putt and a 40-foot putt? Everybody expects you to make the four-foot putt. Nobody expects you to make the 40-foot putt, right? So go through the same routine in either case, right? It's It's all between your ears. Um... Monty in Saskatoon writes in and says, Ottawa's played three quarterbacks this season, Rod. What's your point? Yeah. Just to, just to finish the week 15 in the CFL, Winnipeg goes into Hamilton Saturday. It's a doubleheader. And then Ottawa at BC. Uh, these games shouldn't need to be close, Moose. What do you think? They shouldn't need to.
2: Um, the Ottawa game with BC is interesting. BC has left some questions the last number of weeks, Um, not the team that they were early in the year. So maybe it's a chance for Ottawa to find an upset and keep themselves in that playoff picture. As you mentioned, they're not that far out of it, right? They could realistically end up hosting a playoff game if they uh, find some magic here, but they are running out of time. I know Jim Barker came on this program last week and said, if they don't win, they're done. Um, And that could very well be true. Um, this is an interesting one for me, and I think for BC. I'd li- you know if I'm a BC fan or in that organization, I'd like to see them come out and make a statement and tell the world again that they're back in the conversation with Toronto and Winnipeg for one of the top three teams in the CFL. So uh, I-, I have some interest in that game for sure
1: brian ray joins us next from dallas stars tv but i just want to ask you this darren before we go my week two nfl games that i'm watching really close for one we'll all be watching thursday night vikings at the eagles shout out to my guy jeff pearson you know him days in the hotel here to the stars jeff pearson is vikings (laughs) gonna lose at philly chargers at tennessee your team uh, 2 and 0-1 yep. teams. The Dallas Cowboys going to have their way with the New York Jets, obviously, in Jerry's world. And the Dolphins go up to New England. And I think they're going to come out of there 2-0, the Miami Dolphins. Those are the four games I'm watching the closest in week two. How about you?
2: Yeah, I just pulled up the schedule to have a good look. Uh, Rams and 49ers, Chiefs and Jaguars are the two for me. I think the 49ers right now are the best team in the National Football League. But... You know, it was a real impressive game over Seattle from the Rams in week one. So I'm kind of curious. Matt Stafford looked pretty good again. And and they're kind of making, what they say, chicken salad out of you-know-what. And, you know, Kansas City got Chris Jones back. Jacksonville is supposed to challenge for being a top seed in the AFC.
1: That's got my attention as well. Gotcha. I appreciate my guy Ryan Schultz checking in from Manitoba. I used to work with him at the Mighty RM. He says, right on, Rod. Yes, in broadcasting, as anywhere in the world, if you can't do it, then it's not for you. I've seen football and hockey speakers cringe at talking in front of 5,000 people. Oh, by the way, it, a- it ain't easy. But I know how to prepare for it, just like an athlete knows how to prepare for what they do. And again, if, if it's too much for you, don't do it. What does, Sam, what does Sam Mitchell say? Why don't you do us a favor and quit? Uh, Moose, I think you're done. Great show today. Went by Zero, zero, you your- zero. Oh, wow. Yeah, zero. We had guys who had a stat line of zero, zero, zero. Why don't you all do us a favor and quit? Oh, Okay, no. see you later. Later. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Brian Ray joins us next from Dallas Stars TV, Bally Sports. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Podcast, and YouTube Live. Hey, the RP Show continues. By the way, folks, our hockey coverage is brought to you in part by Common Crown Brewing Company in Alberta. Head down to the Tap Room, which is in Calgary, 28th Street Northeast, Thursday through Saturday, noon to 8 p.m. Check out Common Crown Brewing Company at commoncrown.ca. We're going to talk some central division now. Brian Ray joins us from Dallas stars television. He hosts the broadcast on Valley sports and Brian. Hey, I want to tell you something. Don't be alarmed if this sign blows over. It's happened once already (laughs) to me today. I I live to tell about it. What's the most embarrassing live television broadcast moment that you've had? I know this is right out of the blue, but you must get asked that a bit. I
3: get asked at a time. Well, I don't know how much time we have, but in my first year of doing TV, with the dallas stars rod you've done this whenever you see a radio or a a video highlight of a player a game or whatever it's called a video package right so yeah we're doing our post game show and i'm getting ready to take our show to whatever topic is on our rundown where i think we're going and our producer gets in my ear and quickly changes on me and says Spets a package, Spets a package, Spets a package. And without even blinking, I just go, let's take a look at Jason Spets's package now as we look at what he did tonight. Yep. So that was uh, that was my baptism by fire into live television. Somehow I'm still here talking about it. So maybe it wasn't as egregious as I thought.
1: I'm writing that down. Congratulations. Dude, Do yeah, I see you're Survive. writing that down. I, this, <laughs> that's, like, that's just gonna come back and haunt good. me. <laughs> Thank you. And you had it ready to go. Okay. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you for more serious stuff. I did my predictions here uh, a couple of times for both the Western Conference and the Central Division. I got the Dallas Stars, the number one team in the entire West Conference going into this regular season. That's how I think they're going to finish. Agree or disagree with that?
3: Uh, I would partially agree with you. I I do think they are one of the two best teams in the Central Division. I think you look at them and you look at Colorado and they seem to be the two teams that everybody says should be at the top. And then after that, I I think things can really get wide open. So on paper, I think it's a neck and neck duel between Colorado and Dallas for who could be the top dog in the Central. As we roll through the season, Health will come into play, you know, bad luck, good luck will come into play and we'll see how it shakes out. But I don't think that's a ridiculous statement to think they're good enough to be the best team in the central. Uh
1: can you take me through the off season as you know they don't get a ton of coverage outside Texas and <laughs> certain like none in Canada. How would you rate that off season for the Dallas Stars?
3: So I I deliberately try to temper my expectations, especially at this time of year, because we all feel good about hockey season and where our teams that we cover lie. So I I think it a B plus to a minus grade is, is a fair grade for what Jim Nill and and the Dallas stars did. And the headline was getting Matt Duchesne for 3 million bucks on a one year deal to come in and, not have to be a top line forward. In terms of forward depth, if you've got Matt Duchesne playing on your second, possibly third line, depending how things work out, that's pretty good offensive depth to have up front. The the one question mark that is going to surround the Dallas Stars, at least early on here, is their blue line, and it it was exposed a little bit in the in the conference final series against Vegas, where you have Miro Heiskanen, who is absolutely a top pair defenseman. But after Miro Heiskanen, the waters get a little muddy as to who is your second, third, fourth best defenseman. Is it Ryan Souter who is getting up there in age? Is it Esseland Dell, who some thought might have had? A little bit of a step back compared to previous years. Is it Thomas Harley, who is a early twenties rookie who was really good in the playoffs? But is he ready to step up at twenty one or twenty two years old in his first full NHL season and be a top pair or a top four defenseman? And so the stars didn't have the cap room or or really the assets to go and acquire a bona fide true call it number two or top four defensemen. They might have the options internally. You know, Thomas Hurley, as I said, and then Niels Lundqvist, two youngsters. If they take a step forward, maybe there's an internal step that gives the Stars some somewhere in that top four defense uh, the presence they need. But it's a question mark. I wouldn't call it a concern. It, it's just that's the question mark, I think, surrounding the Stars on paper.
1: Dabbling back into the fun, not that that wasn't. Allie and Texarkana, you know Allie. She writes in and says, Ask. Well, she goes, I'm just in time for my favorite broadcaster. Ask him about the clip on ties and pouring milk before the cereal, Rod. LOL. What's the story, my friend?
3: Uh, it, it's an inside joke among Stars fans. And you know what? You can search it. I think, I believe Sportsnet on Twitter did actually retweet it. But during the season after the lockdown, when it was limited fans. And for us, we had to maintain our six feet of distance at our desk. There's uh, the video board sat right between me and Brent Severin, my my co-anchor and my analyst. And so during our intermission reports, you would just see the video board. it run graphics, and it would do its usual thing. So one day, the game operations crew, who are fantastic people, they decide to post a message on the video board that says, Brian Ray pours his milk before his cereal. And I just stood there doing the entire first segment of the intermission report with this message right over my shoulder that we finally noticed and, and obviously had a good laugh over. And and and, uh, and the Stars hockey fans certainly enjoyed it on Twitter. And so when I went to the game ops guys the next day, I'm like, hey, that was a great joke. And they said, don't worry about it. We're going to get Severin real soon here. So fast forward a couple of weeks, they do it again. Only it says I wear clip-on ties on the air. They never touched Severin, so they lied to me, <laughs> turning me into the into the victim. I've clearly gotten over it emotionally, as you can see. But it was it was a video board gag during the uh, the shortened season after the pandemic that the game operations crew played on me during our intermission reports. So thanks a lot, guys.
1: Uh, well, it's good to know that you guys have fun. And Brian, I'll I'll lastly say this. We got a couple (laughs) moments left. You guys have been knocking on the door in terms of Stanley Cup final appearance and in the Western Conference final appearance, and you lose to the Stanley Cup champion every time. Uh, What's that done for the Stars fan base? I I would think it's whipped them into a frenzy. I know what it's like down there. Everybody loves a winner. Um, Are you close to getting to the top of the mountain, do you think? And what's it done for Stars hockey in Texas?
3: Well, first of all, when you look at today's NHL, I, I think they have as good of a chance as any team if you look at the top six to eight teams. And and I'm a big believer, probably the Stanley Cup is the hardest thing to win, but getting through that first round feels like a gauntlet a lot of times. Once you get to the second round, part of it's health, part of it's matchups, part of it's puck luck. Those final 16 teams or the conference final, those final eight teams, You know final four teams they all have a legitimate case i think the stars are in that conversation i think they're going to be in that conversation this year what's it done for the stars down here in dallas uh we just actually had a a staff meeting last week and the entire lower ball has been sold out for the season from everything they had available so the success they had last year combined with the success they've been building going to the playoffs four of the last five years it does feel like it has reached uh, its boiling point or it's very close to its boiling point in terms of what's being discussed. And, and, you know, money decides everything. And right now there are people spending their money on the Dallas Stars, which obviously is a great thing for any organization in hockey right now.
1: And quickly has popped into my head. Speaking of that, you obviously have your finger on the pulse of the franchise. How would mm-hmm. they feel about another NHL team in Houston. I'm not saying it's going to be Arizona. I'm not going to say it's going to be anybody, but how do they feel about sharing the state it sounds like you already know the answer to that, but I don't. So, what is it?
3: No, you know what? I actually, I've, I don't know if I've ever had that conversation with, with any of the any of the management executives. Just we, we always talk random stuff, and for some reason for some reason that's never popped into my head. So I, I'm going to speculate a little bit and just give you my opinion. It's great to own a state or or a province, but I also think Houston's only three hours away. In terms of uh, building a rivalry or creating a a little bit more of a buzz around your games, a team in Houston, I think, would be fantastic. You have a natural rival. You're within a three-hour drive. You can make it a weekend trip to each city if you're a fan base on either side. All that does is fuel ticket sales. Uh, Ticket sales and viewership is going to fuel sponsorship elements. All that does is strengthen organizations because they can almost feed off each other through a natural rivalry. And I think, you know, you see it with some of the original six teams or or some of the Canadian regional teams that are that are close enough together. You know, we don't get to have a battle of Alberta down here in Texas. I would love to see a, a battle of Alberta, even if it's our battle of Alberta. A little hatred and a little bloodthirstiness between players and fans is a good thing to, to build the hype around hockey games. I'd love it. I think it'd be uh, great. It's fantastic. Yeah. I, I would hope that the owners would agree.
1: Brian, enjoy whatever's left of the offseason. You probably don't have <laughs> one left. So
3: hopefully we get to chat soon. Thanks for the time. Good to talk to you as always. We got camp coming up next week. So looking forward to it. See you guys. Thank you, pal. We've got
1: overtime coming up next for Overtime Hockey Lanes, which includes a sports update and audience takeover. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Podcast, and YouTube Live. All right, everybody, it is time for Overtime, presented by Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, where skill and fun collide. Hey, we've been telling you for a couple months you've got to head down there, but now you really got to go down there and check out the special Rod Peterson Show specialized shooting lane. We have our own lane now at Overtime Hockey Lanes. I call it an amusement park for hockey players that love shooting pucks. This is the place for you. Tipping Parks, fully licensed. They have a restaurant and bar. Overtime hockey lanes in Calgary, 28th Street, Northeast. Check it out. Tell me how you liked it. Oh, by the way, if you, uh, my face is on the goalie in one of the, not again. (laughs) Thanks for the reminder. Embarrassing hockey, broadcasting moments. I'll tell you, I got a few, (laughs) not shockingly. But they tell me there's a uh, RP face on the goalie. And if you hit him in the face, his eyes light up. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. How about that? The eyes turn red if you hit me in the face. Used to be my whole face turned red back in the day. Sports update. The NFL Players Association wants the league to switch all its fields to natural grass, calling it, quote, the easiest decision the NFL can make. Executive Director Lloyd Howell issued a statement this morning saying NFL players overwhelmingly prefer it and the data is clear that grass is simply safer than artificial turf. Howell said the issue, quote, has been near the top of the players' list during my team visits and one I have raised with the NFL. The players' union called for the change less than 48 hours after a season-ending injury to four-time NFL MVP quarterback Aaron Rodgers. He tore his ACL, or uh, why do I keep saying that, his Achilles tendon in his debut with the Jets on Monday night. Uh, Meanwhile, Mike Rizzo spent his first five years with the Washington Nationals, painstakingly assembling a roster, which ended up in a World Series championship in 2019 in the midst of another rebuild. The longtime GM is not moving on, and his teams, uh, his bosses are not. The Washington Nationals signed Rizzo to a multi-year extension today that will give the 62-year-old a chance to see if history can repeat itself one more time Mike Rizzo getting a contract extension as general manager of the Washington Nationals our sports updates brought to you by common crown brewing company they have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment featuring their core five good company hazy pale ale common crown crafted lager journeyman IPA brewmaster blonde ale and coppersmith brown ale four of those sit below five percent ABV making them the ideal beer for your everyday common affair. So twice the wind has got up today and knocked this banner on the back of my head. Not that big of a deal. We'll survive. But uh, it is fun. And I quite often get asked, a lot of times by young broadcasters or when you're speaking to a school or something, what's your most embarrassing broadcast moment? Well, depending on the crowd, um, the demographic. One night in Ottawa, uh, I confused the words punt and kick in a radio broadcast. There's that. And then on television... Right. I was waiting, Clark. Uh, I was broadcasting the Canadian Professional Boxing Championship. No, it wasn't. It was the IBF IBF Championship on pay-per-view television and former canadian champion ken lacosta was my color guy and we were in the ring doing an intermission wrap-up and these hot lights you know you don't understand what it's if you saw this from the there's a lot of lights on us here and back in the day this was in the 90s they had these colored filters on top one caught fire and it was dripping hot plastic that was melting onto my hand i still have the scars to this day i never stopped talking I was holding the mic like this, hot, basically hot wax, but it was hot plastic. I have holes in my hand still to this day from that incident. Yeah. Phil in, where is he? Dauphin, Manitoba says, good day. It's hump day for your poll question, which is what's Canada's game of the week. He says the Elks and Riders will be a good one. Both have lots to prove, and with the Elks winning, I can't wait regarding Babs wanting to look at the players' photos in Columbus. He says, if someone wanted to look at my photos, I say, go ahead. It's mostly gym workouts and booty workouts. We'll take your word for it, Phil. Jason in Winnipeg writes in and it says, Craig Dickinson seems to be outcoached week after week. Go Bombers! How do you explain the Labor Day Classic then, son? Wasn't it 25-23? so says the bomber fan no i'm a dickinson fan sue me great show today thanks jonathan moxie brian ray we'll see you tomorrow noon eastern on game plus and key radio who has more fun than us
0: (laughs) save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app